Test, test. Test, test. All right. It's good. Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Emporium's three Chicagoland locations combine the best arcade games, craft beer, and live events. Check out emporiumchicago.com slash CPC for a free drink or game tokens. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty great. I love Emporium. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! And this week's theme is... Favors? Favors. Doing favors. Yeah. Or not. Saying no. Yeah. Saying no to favors. (laughs) Yeah. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Here we are again. Once again, Jen and Trin in a room. With microphones and coffee. Talking at each other. Talking at you. At you. Putting words in your ears. Your bangs look so good. Thank you. I just got them cut. Yeah, they're really good. Thank you. Yeah, they're nice and fresh. (laughs) Fresh looks for spring (laughs) that you guys can't see. No, but you can just imagine my freshly cut bangs. We both look really cute today. Yeah, we really do. Missing out. We should take a selfie after this. Yeah, we'll do it. (laughs) We should link it to the podcast and people are like, oh yeah, no, you were right. Yeah, you do look cute. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't believe you, but I can see that you were right. (laughs) So this week we're talking about favors and it's such a hard topic because when you talk about favors, you're talking about a lot of things. You're talking about using people's time and energy, giving up your time and energy, and you're also talking about obligation and what comes after doing the favor. So here's the first question. I try very hard to help make everybody else happy. That's my own issue, I know. And it involves doing a lot of freelance favors for friends slash colleagues. What I don't understand is nobody seems to value my work or me. I work very hard and do make people happy. All I want is validation. Am I being used? My heart hurts. So the first thing that we want to make super clear is that we're actually not entirely sure whether the asker is talking about something uh, tangible, like some kind of tangible work, like say this person is a designer and they're doing freelance design work for their friends. So they are doing their occupation and their profession for people for free, or if they are very rightly assigning the term work to emotional labor. But the good news is is that these are very similar issues uh, and that the advice that we would give to both of these situations is very similar. But we're going to talk about both to make sure we cover all of our bases. Right. The word that stuck out to me was the word freelance. Yes. Because, you know, Trin and I are not full-time freelancers ourselves, but we've both done freelance work before. And we're, we are in a co-working space full of freelancers who are very good about valuing their time. Personally, how Trin and I show our love for friends is sometimes we just do our jobs for people for free. Trin is a fucking A-plus logistics and details person who can throw you the best and chillest event and somehow Aww. remember to get vegan pizza for that one guest that you forgot about and Aww, neglected. Jen. It's a, it's amazing. Aww. And like personally, I've copy edited my friend's grad school essays and professional blog posts, you know, and that's something you could charge an editor for. Uh, we, we Can I add that, like, you've you've actually edited all of my most emotional emails. Aww. Like, every time I need to tell somebody, like, hey, you hurt my feelings, or this this tough thing is happening, I'll send the email to... If you've ever gotten an emotional email from Aww. me, Jen has probably <laughs> read it first. It is an honor, truly. You're really good at yeah, it. And, uh, I'm this gonna... is why you get paid for it. <laughs> Thank you. That's really sweet. And I really... I know this is weird, but I enjoy doing it. It's also way easier to be the third, like, 
the objective party in this scenario. To You've got an outside perspective. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. So my job is way easier than being the person who has to hit send. Um, yeah, but, but like, I'm happy to do that kind of thing. And Trin and I both are friends who will, like, do some design work for little mom and pop shops that could use the help. And uh, I'm telling you this so you don't feel like you need to punish yourself for your past behavior of being accommodating. It is your instinct to be accommodating. But here's good news. You can be accommodating and helpful to your friends and set boundaries. And I think it's time to do that. Let's not understate how difficult it is to put parameters on something. Yeah, yeah. And setting boundaries is way harder for the person who is setting the boundaries than for the person who is accepting the boundaries. Because generally, people are happy to know what your boundaries are and then work within them and then know that they're not inconveniencing you. But it is way more stressful and emotionally difficult to make your own needs clear. Yeah. Why is that? Because people don't want to preemptively say no. They don't want to be mean. That's what I think. Everyone's afraid of being mean. Right. And it's hard to internalize that saying what your boundaries are, saying what your parameters are out loud is actually the kindest thing that you can do. I wish that people could internalize that more. Man, especially the first time you do it, like the first time you charge for something or the first time you reply to that email and you're like, actually, this is going to take too much of my time and I have to say no. That is one of the hardest fucking adult things to do. It is. It is. And And I know in my deepest heart of hearts that the person that you're talking to would rather you say what you want than have you obligated to do something you can't and don't have time for and then have that resentment. And if that's not true of this person, then you have gotten extremely valuable feedback of what kind of friend they are. Yeah. Like if they would rather hurt you or take your time and energy than have you uh, do something of your own volition and like with your own heart, that fuck them. Fuck them forever. Trent and I say this a lot to each other. Like, I am so glad you told me that. I am so glad you told me what your needs are. That is so, it's such a friendship thing to do. So if you're setting boundaries from here on out, you are shifting the way you have previously behaved. And like I said, that's hard. Like if a friend of a friend or someone I didn't know very well emailed me and asked for help on their Kickstarter, I would be clear that I'm doing consulting work and would have to charge a fee. And the first time I ever did charge for my work, holy shit, I was so scared to do that. I had three people edit my email, and I asked so many freelancers I admire for advice. And they helped me charge correctly for my time and supported me when I felt really awkward about making what I felt was like an an ask. But it really wasn't. Um, I was like, I think I need to set some boundaries on this. And my chorus of friends were like, yes, Mm -hmm. you absolutely should do that. And my friends don't use the word should very often. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. And this applies also for emotional labor. If this is not your situation, if this situation isn't your friends are asking you to do the thing that you do professionally for them for free, and it's something like, please walk my dog, or I'm going to pull you into this room and tell you about my problems for 20 minutes, the, the rules still apply. You can say, I actually have too much to do today, or I don't have enough emotional energy to handle this right now, and I would love to help you, but I, like, I can't. Saying those things out loud is super helpful. Absolutely. Like I said, it's hard the first time, but it does get easier. Nobody wants you to begrudgingly walk their dog. Yeah. Or like groan through a conversation. Right. Yeah. So it is great to make yourself available. It is. But you do have to take responsibility for the value of your own work, no matter what it is. No matter if it's your professional work or emotional labor, it doesn't matter. Because if you make yourself too available, people will start to devalue your time. Watch how you're talking about your work. Replace, it's no big deal with, I'm happy to do this for you. Because you're saying, 
I'm actively involved in this. This is a thing. I I am using my uh, my energy and my time, but I am glad to do it. And if that's not true, then don't do it. Yeah. And I hope they are saying thank you. Oh, they better. Yeah. Yeah. If if not, that's a that's a red flag that you yeah that's a red flag. Yeah. And then when they do say thank you, replace no worries with you're welcome. Yeah, acknowledge the favor. Yeah. Replace it's nothing with I'm glad you appreciate this or your appreciation and happiness makes this worth it. And I know these are really small verbal changes, but they do make a difference because it helps you accept that you are doing things for people and it helps them accept that you have done a thing. Like, except you have spent your time walking someone else's dog. Like, maybe you love that dog and that dog is wonderful, but you did that rather than having a bath bomb. Yeah. What's the opportunity cost of you doing this favor? Right. Um, Probably a bath bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Or a good nap. Yeah. Or some time playing Uncharted 4. Yeah. It's 4, right? It is 4. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) And you also want to mention that nearly everyone in every profession is asked occasionally to do work for free. I mean, singers are asked to sing things. Attorneys are asked to uh, a turn. Artists (laughs) are asked to do an art. So just keep track of what you yourself ask people. And this this applies to everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you probably have asked someone to do free work for you and not even realized it. Because work is such a vague concept. It probably doesn't even register to you that when you ask somebody who is a parent advice about children or whether or not you should have kids or blah, 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 that is actually asking them to do work for you. It may bring people joy to discuss things that interest them and that they do all the time, but it's also asking something on them. And it is drawing upon their very valuable expertise. One thing to keep in mind is you can ask for favors, too. Do you often do that? Do you find yourself asking for favors ever or do you do do it all yourself? Like make a new rule. Every time you do a favor for someone, you will ask them for a favor, too. Yep. Keep track. This is this is like really good practice at getting better at this kind of thing. It will keep you from feeling resentful. Even if you ask something small like, oh, you're going to Starbucks. Could you get me a coffee, too? Or you're going to the kitchen. Will you bring me back a cup of water? Start small and then it gets easier with practice. Yeah. The more comfortable you become with asking, the better. Because other people seem to have no issue for asking you for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And this will, again, just like Jen said, it keeps you from feeling resentful when you feel like this is an equitable relationship. And some of that work has to be on you. Yeah, for sure. This is extremely hard to do. And feeling taken advantage of or used is one of the worst feelings. Yes. Yeah. If you feel like your niceness is being taken advantage of, it makes you never want to be nice. I really feel like the crux of a lot of conflict in friendships is that two people are seeing the same situation completely differently. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you're seeing this as I'm doing this work for you. And this person is seeing it as, oh, she said it's no big deal. Yeah. She said anytime. Yes. Yeah. And anytime, remove that from your vocabulary. Yeah. You never mean anytime. No. Nobody has ever meant anytime. No, that's such a good point. Even if you say it, go, actually, sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) You can make a joke out of it. It's just that anytime means... 24-7, my phone is next to my bed and you can call me and ask me to draw you a logo for your coffee shop. I'm here on your beck and call. You don't mean it. You don't mean that. You don't mean it. Anytime is naps. Anytime is bath bombs. Yeah. Uncharted 4. Yes. Whatever your thing is. Actually, speaking of that, I did want to mention the idea of taking care of yourself for a second. Because self-care is a word that gets thrown around a lot. Especially on Tumblr, people are like, get your coffee and your blanket and snuggle up and do some self-care. But actually, self-care can look like anything. It can look very different for people. Like last night, I had a bottle of wine. 
and I laid on my floor and I watched Monster Factory. <laughs> and then I went to bed really early and I got up early and went to the gym because those are three things that make me feel really good. And I was actively taking time for myself to do things for me and not for anyone else. So consider that as you like move forward from this and, and make your set your boundaries. Consider what makes you feel good and relaxed and figure out what your de-stressor is if you haven't figured that out yet. Yeah, I did self-care last night, which was take a bunch of z and go to bed as early as I can and then sleep in as late as I can. We are not physicians or <laughs> just a disclaimer. We cannot advocate for you taking lots of z and then knocking yeah. yourself out. It's just but we can't advocate for sleep. Sleep is so good. Sleep is so good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody on the planet would be like, don't sleep. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good for emotional responses, getting no sleep. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, but yeah, I feel like we, we kind of, I think we did it. Yeah. Let's do this next one. Hell, hell yeah. Wow. Well, let's move right along. Yeah. Let's fucking do this. I'm pumped. So, am I obligated to promote and back my friends' Kickstarter projects? When am I obligated to do this? I am friends with a bunch of artists and creators, and they are constantly crowdfunding. I feel like I'm supposed to tweet about their stuff, but I'm honestly not super familiar with all of their work. I want them to do well, but I also don't feel comfortable promoting stuff that I'm not necessarily a huge fan of. And I also don't want to spend all of my time listening to everyone's podcasts and reading all of their webcomics. Where do I draw the line? Oh, man, this is my life. (laughs) It is your life. Last summer in the office, I think three people, no, four people at Kickstarters at once. Mm -hmm. Four people that I love and see every day had really awesome, and I liked all of their work personally. Like, I wasn't just supporting them as friends. So, like, one day I just did one tweet where I was like, okay, here are the four Kickstarters I want you to pay attention to. And who knows if that even did anything, but I was like, all right, I'm fulfilling my friendship obligation. But let's get into that. I did the thing. Yeah. So, first off, using your social media on behalf of other people's projects, whether it's a webcomic or whether you're talking about like a blockbuster movie that everyone's going to see anyway, (laughs) it is free advertising for them, no matter what. It is a favor and a kindness, even if you're a huge fan of the work, even if you've seen every Avengers movie and you're just jazzed about Civil War. Us mentioning right now. Yeah, give us money, Marvel. Marvel, get at me. Yeah. That is, that is mentioning it all is, a, it's a favor, period. So I'm never going to talk about Civil War again until Chris Evans takes me on a date. <laughs> I'm never going to talk about, I was going to say I'm never going to talk about Stardew Valley, but I don't know what the favor in They for real owe us money at this point. So does does Naughty Dog, who makes Uncharted. We mention them like every episode. Concerned ape, send me a a real duck. (laughs) (laughs) Make Harvey a real boy for me today. A real boy. (laughs) A real real tiny gentleman. I thought you were saying like a real doll. And I was like, no, (laughs) I don't want this. No, no, you want a real boy. He's only three apples tall. <laughs> That's how we measure things now. And he could send me like an apple sampling. It doesn't matter. Listen, okay, here's the thing. If the crowdfunded project fails, please internalize this. If a crowdfunded project fails, no matter if it's your best friend or whatever, it's not it's your It's definitely your fault. <laughs> it's, it's your fault. You didn't tweet enough about it and you're a bad friend. No. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not your fault. See how ridiculous that is to say aloud? It is. Yeah. Like we both giggled about it because your one tweet, it's not. You're $10. You're, you're $12. You're $1. You're $1. You're $40. Yeah. It's not going to make or break the project. And 
About tweeting specifically, it is so tempting as a project creator, I think, to put a lot of value on Twitter and your friends using Twitter. But honestly, creators need to be doing so much more than relying on like friend tweets. One tweet from an account with a lot of followers might not get any new backers. Like if someone with, let's say, 20,000 followers might actually have only 5,000 for real people who are not like bots or porn robots or whatever who pay attention to them. And those 5,000 people, maybe 300 people even know what Kickstarter is. And 100 people of them might be online at that time. And 50 might be interested in that project. And 10 people of those, like 20,000, might have money to spare at that exact and time. Right. Time to, money and time to spare at that exact time. So don't rely on your friends' Twitters. That's just a little sidebar from community manager Jen. <laughs> please, please don't rely on Twitter. The timing of tweets and the timing of social media on projects is crucial. Yeah. If you are asking your friends to like tweet three times a day about this or, you know, please tweet about this, it, it doesn't usually do anything unless it's like the launch of the project or the last like three days of the project. Because what's the rule? It's like people have to see things like three times before they actually act on it. Yeah, before it like registers in their brain. Yeah. Also, like right now, especially everyone's talking about the shitty election and all the shitty things in the news. Three times might not even break through any noise. Right. Right. Yeah. So I guess the whole the whole gist of this is you (laughs) I'm not saying you don't matter. Well, (laughs) (laughs) you do matter so much, but maybe not to the make or breaking of this Kickstarter. Yeah. I think that part of the issue here is that you're putting too much value on your own participation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're taking on a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Because you want your friends to do well. And it's very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, And there's nothing wrong with feeling like you want to help your friends. Right. Realize that you aren't taking something away from them by not participating in their crowdfunding. Absolutely. You're likely not. Yeah. <laughs> or if you if you do want to help but don't want to be, like, bombarded with emails from your friend – just like the first asker, you can put parameters on it. I usually say, like, um, if it's someone who, who I know personally and they need my help, I might say, I'll tweet uh, 48 hours to go in your project. Because that's, like, when, when like, it's time to go. It's time to move. You, you're ready to close on the project. If you're a project creator, another sidebar from Community Manager Jen, I'm a big fan of the big call to action for your friends. Yeah. Maybe with 48 hours to go on your project, you, you do a mass email to your friends and you say, if you can spare it, this is what I'm asking you to do. Tweet or Facebook right now, right at this time. Or maybe you do that for launch instead. I don't know. Just something to keep in mind instead of asking your friends to tweet at noon every single day or something crazy. Yeah. And so we're, we're trying to address the the asker's friends who are asking them because we're hoping that people in the audience will also internalize this. Yeah. Yeah. There are very slim parameters where I think you're actually obligated to tweet or interact with somebody's crowdfunding, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, if you are interested and genuinely like their work, Trin and I have so many friends who have been like, hey, I'm sorry I don't listen to your podcast. (laughs) And it's like, it's okay. You don't have to do that. There are a lot of podcasts. I don't know. I don't know if if you knew that. Yeah, like we, we love when our friends are really interested in what we do. And if they tweet about our work, like that's that's awesome. Uh, but if they weren't, we wouldn't want them to, I guess, fake it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's kind of false advertising to be like, oh, yeah, this podcast is super dope. But like, oh, I haven't listened to it. Yeah. Ever. I just kind of like them. I mean, I've tweeted before, like, so-and-so is one of my good friends and here's their Kickstarter. Yeah. 
like you can just be supportive as a friend even if you don't personally engage in the work that's okay too yeah I think you are obligated to participate in somebody's crowdfunding if they're one of like your top pals yeah yeah I would agree yeah like if Jen or if like one of my like my top five were doing a crowdfunding project and I really didn't care about it I think that it would I would still I would do the the legwork exactly. to like look into their work and, and say something genuine about what they're doing. Yeah, good, super good point. Yeah, we were. I was talking about like you know your outside circle, but if like one of my nearest and dearest had it was putting themselves out there on a Kickstarter project, I would definitely like that's like a moment of my day that I'm going to commit to to seeing what it's about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be good to yourself and your friends. Yeah, and I think you get to choose your own boundaries too. It's like how we always say. Mm-hmm. Like, and they can change. They can change. Yeah. Hmm. Anything else? I don't know. I don't think so. Creators, please don't feel insulted mm-hmm. if a friend of yours doesn't back your Kickstarter because there's like a ton of reasons why that can be. I mean, financial reasons. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, you can support a friend's project without ever once backing them. Yes. Absolutely. Like, like you can be supportive also without tweeting about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that personal support in encouraging them to keep creating is super valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. I feel pretty good. Me too. All right. Thanks for listening. We're done. You're welcome for talking. (laughs) So if you want to ask us a question, man, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start. I'm going to have a thing that I say at the end every time. Okay. I'm constantly forgetting what to do. So as I go through this, I'm going to write it down. Got it. So first we say our ask hole, which is uh, at ask.fm slash Jen and Trin. And then I specify the number of N's. Yes. Which is Jen has two N's and Trin has, let me write, specify number of of N's. So Trin has one N, Jen has two N's. Second N in Jen stands for Nuggie. (laughs) uh and then i say oh you can follow us on twitter and uh, at jen and trin same number ends apply and then i say we've got a twitch channel that we we occasionally stream on yeah one day we'll do it again yeah it's it's hard because uh we have to do it like in the middle of the week and like we have to edit it's like how much time can we spend on this thing that we don't make money on yeah actually very very good (laughs) note for our our topic this week yeah yeah we don't make any money off of twitch <laughs> hmm. so if you want to um i would suggest following us on twitch because then you'll be notified when we actually do it exactly right and i keep forgetting to bring my playstation 4 in but next week i am going to bring in my playstation and we're going to play uncharted i think we're actually going to do it next i think week. we are yeah so twitch.tv slash friendshipping and the friendshipping has two p's and the second p stands for Popcorn, because I really fucking love popcorn. Mm. And I honestly, oh, mm, yum, I yum, might, yum. because Uncharted is essentially a movie, I might make popcorn that and just so watch cute. Jen play. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. The, I just like a reason for me to eat popcorn. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Is that it? Is that all the things that I said at the end? Yeah. 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 Hmm. New friendship at the problem. Okay. Um... This was not worth the diversion, to be honest. Continue.